Well, first of all, let's not even get into that. I hate this. <laughs> I absolutely hate this. Keeping you posted on the biggest contest in football. This is The Rivalry. I did not call to play. I came to dominate. Dominate. A couple days ago, had no idea when or if we'd see college football, what that might look like. And all of a sudden, we're less than a month away from kickoff. It's truly like that. A surprise episode to us, even, of the Rivalry Podcast. I'm Jace. He's Mitch. This is your garbage-free sports podcast focused on the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. Thank you for joining us via Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, or Wherever you happen to find us, you found us, so we don't really need to tell you how to find us again. <laughs> Mitchell, my friend, how are you? It's been a while. I don't know if you've heard about this coronavirus thing. It's it, kind of messed some stuff up. It's been a moment since we've been behind <laughs> the microphones. This is truly an unprecedented kickoff All to right. an unprecedented season you know, of er, the rivalry. Pot. How many more times have, do you want me to say the word not unprecedented? Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. I am so tired of it. And you know what? Last year I said... That it's the dawn of a new day because Ryan Day was taking the reins of the Ohio State program following up on the legendary Urban Meyer and he had a lot to prove and it was a really good season. And now I'm just going to say the day just keeps getting better because things are looking things are looking good. I'm just glad that there's football even being talked about. Yeah, which brings us to kind of the the obvious question, right, of, OK, we're going to do this podcast about and we're going to talk through the new schedule, talk about the game being moved and all that good stuff. But I think it's worth addressing right off the bat. Do we actually think we will see any college football this year? I here's, want to hear your take first. Here's my answer. Why not? Why not think that there will be college football happening? So you're talking about just a positive mindset. I am talking about <laughs> willing a willing it to happen. I, I, I wasn't even thinking about football until the baseball season started. Because once baseball started and people started figuring out how do we even sport in this unprecedented time, uh, I wasn't even thinking about football because I didn't want to get let down by, oh, there's another cancellation just out of the blue. But once baseball had started and then the real test point was once there were some COVID positive tests happening in baseball and they were able to contain it or at least figure out some procedures of how to continue the season. My hopes went through the roof because people in the United States like baseball. They don't like it as much anymore than they do college football or the NFL. And so with football, there's going to be even more demand and willingness to make this happen. And so I think that in my hopeful, optimistic brain and having learned a lot in the last couple of you know different sports seasons, I think with hockey now and all this happening, they're going to know enough to have a season happen. There, there's a big difference, though. And again, I don't even I don't even disagree with what you're saying, but there's a big difference between professional athletes and student athletes, too, though. Where I think the NFL has had plenty of time. They've had kind of the benefit, if we can call it that. Sure. They've got plenty of time. They're professionals. They've got their themselves set up different ways. For student athletes, for amateurs, this is a totally, no pun intended, a totally different ball game to try to figure out how are we going to do this. Now, I do think that going to the conference-only schedule, not to get ahead of ourselves, is the best move possible to try to eliminate... Um, you know, conferences with different procedures to say, hey, we're all going to be on the same page. This is the way we're going to operate. I think that's smart. I don't think we're going to see it. You don't think we're going to see football? I think you'll see 
if I were a betting man, I would say that we're going to see four, maybe five weeks at the max. I don't think that you're going to get into mid to late October before this thing's called because, because I think student, the student athlete portion of this makes it more difficult to control. Like, yeah, you can put them in a bubble. You can do all these different things. These are still college students. They're going to do things that college students do. They're not going to abide by everything, no matter how much they try. Look at a team like Rutgers right now. As of recording, Rutgers in a whole lot of mess with an outbreak of coronavirus. So what do you do if you're supposed to play Rutgers in a particular week? Yeah, you've got some bye week flexibility, but I just I don't see that over the course of the season being something that I is actually going to be sustainable. So I see two elements to this. I see that the element that you're presenting, which is the human element, the the uh, athlete, the team element, and then the other really big element is the money element and yeah. the the TV element and all of the work that's going into this. Like baseball, I could see instead of canceling the entire season for every team once an outbreak on one particular team happens, I could see them just eliminating one team. So you get another wow. week of buy, and it's you know they figure out the details of that. But instead of punishing every uh, punishing loosely quoted, yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of eliminating a season from every other team, that would be fine. I could see the incentive to want to continue to have football on the TV but and you, making money from that as being a big enough incentive to continue well, the season. Well, it's a big enough reason, but there's no way that you can get halfway through the season and say, well, I guess Wisconsin's not playing anymore. Like, how how would you why handle not? that? They just don't have a chance at your, your end of the season I, tournament. See, why I why not? I think at that point it's too complex, and I think you end up calling it. But I think the TV ratings, you know, in the... I, I've been accused of saying it's a money grab, and I'm sure that rubs some people the wrong way. So be it. The money grab of the TV ratings, though, actually kind of leads us into one of the biggest, from a sports perspective, of course, one of the biggest changes from the pandemic within college football, which is the moving of the game from the last Saturday in November to now October 24th in Columbus. Which is kind of an unprecedented move. You know the last time that that game was played before November? I think World War II. It was before that. <laughs> it was before that. So the rivalry happens at the last game of the season every year since 1942. Every year since 1942, it's been the last game of the season. The last time that the game was played before November was 1933, which is insane. <laughs> 1933, almost 100 years. And I will say, just in total transparency, that when that happened, Ohio State lost 13 to nothing. On October 21st in 1933. And one can hope to, for a repeat. That's what I'm saying. North. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you have to figure it. I'm sure there's a variety of factors, but from my perspective, well, first of all, let's not even get into that. I hate this. <laughs> I absolutely hate this. Now say, the, now, say the season ends nine games into the season. I still hate it. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't you rather want to see this game be played? If you're not going to play, and again... This is said with all the understanding of what's going on as being bigger than sports. But I'm talking from a sports perspective. If coronavirus is going to interrupt playing a full and complete college football season, then there's no point in playing that game because that game means so much. Why would you want to play nine games because that and not finish out the season? It feels like an exhibition game. Does it still matter? Yeah, it does. And also, it doesn't matter at all at that point. And that bothers me. If, if, 
if you can keep it at the end of the year, I don't think this game will never not matter. If at you all. can keep it at the end of the year and you are like, well, we don't know if we can play it all the way out. Then don't play it at all. I think you just want another season. You just want one season where you guys don't lose. I think this is what it has this nothing is. to do with it. <laughs> a little Listen, bit. If I were, if I were afraid of losing to Ohio state, I would not have been a faithful Michigan fan for the last 15 years. Okay. Fair Beyond enough. that. But I'm talking especially about the last 15 years where Michigan can't seem to buy a win against Ohio state. It really is admirable. I can see how they did this. And I, and I agree with you. I think it's 100% a TV money grab. Yeah. Let's move it pa- up and make sure that we get a chance exactly, to play it. Cause the PAC 12 moved the USC UCLA game to the opening week, which is pretty wild. You know, it's like, all right, let's get all the fans right there. Just we know opening week is going to happen. We're we're very confident that'll happen. So let's move it there. So Big 10 kind of met them halfway like, let's do halfway through the season just in case. But I yeah, I don't know. I see it as a money grab. I don't actually care that much. The game is still happening. I think that the game always matters no matter what. I think it's exciting that we got to see the countdown clock move from 115 days to 80 or whatever it is. I think it's kind of exciting. I, I always look forward to this game, no matter what. I, I think that it'll be an easy win for Ohio State once again. I mean, there's already the kickoff of the drama of the rivalry within players, but also within the coaches. We've been seeing some real interesting stuff already, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. But before we get into that, do we want to talk about the rest of the schedule, what you like about it in particular? Yeah, I mean, the, the focus, of course, for this podcast is going to be moving it, you know, moving the game to October 24th. And, you know, you're a little bit more all right with that than I am. I, I think it's trash, but hey, it's college football at the end of the day. And that's what we're hoping for. Ohio State schedule and Michigan schedule both came out uh, within the last couple of days here. Conference only for the Big Ten in line with what the rest of the country is at least most of it is doing as well. Michigan's got uh, going from a a tough schedule where Michigan had a tough middle stretch to pretty much Michigan's just got tough games on the schedule, period. Yep. Um, Michigan will, without going, well, I guess going through it real quick, Michigan's got Purdue at home, at Minnesota, home against Penn State, at Rutgers, home Michigan State, at Indiana, at Ohio State, Versus Wisconsin versus Maryland at Northwestern. Now, which ones are those games that you're sweating about that you don't think will be an easy win? Well, to start to take go to a top 10 Minnesota team at the second week of the year is not ideal (laughs) to then follow that up with Penn State at home is not ideal. Um, Anytime you play Michigan State, anytime you're in a rivalry game, it doesn't matter what the records are. Michigan State is not good. No, and they don't have Mark D'Antonio this year. But That's one that you're going to always have to highlight. Ohio State, obviously, and then Wisconsin right after that. I mean, that's there's a decent chunk of the schedule back to back games that Michigan's going to have to play. And then for something completely different, Mm -hmm. Ohio State's 2020 schedule. Yeah. How about that? How do you how do you (laughs) ease yourself into this one? So we ease ourselves into what I call the first trophy of 2020 playing Illinois. uh, On a Thursday night, by the way. Gotta love that's fun. Prime time. (laughs) <laughs> and then follow that up with a break, and then we play Rutgers at Ohio State. So another State, break. You know, because we did that last year too, right? And then, yeah, it worked <laughs> out pretty well. multiple bye weeks next to each other. That's fun. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't that wasn't Rutgers. That was Miami. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Cincinnati. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. So we go Illinois Rutgers followed up with Purdue. So don't love that because of recent memories. We're going to just Purdue. We're going to erase the bad memories. That's what we're going to do. Then it's Goodness. Indiana, then another break, then Nebraska, and then uh, that team up north state, also known as Michigan State, and then the Sadden Harbaugh team which will be a blast at Ohio Stadium this year. And then Maryland, not our rivals, uh, Penn State, which will be <laughs> fantastic. And then after that, with our remaining game is the Iowa Hawkeyes. So so here's, here's what gets me, is that if I look at Ohio State's schedule, and I gave you some of the ones for Michigan, which is about half the schedule, that kind of worries me a little bit. I'm going to circle, obviously, the Michigan game because, Mm -hmm. again, rivalry game. You never know. And Penn State. And that's all that I'm circling on that schedule that would concern me as a Buckeye fan. I would concur. And I I don't know. I don't understand. This has nothing to do with Michigan's inability to beat Ohio State, by the way. A little bit. But I have no idea how Ohio State manages a schedule like this every single year. Finally, we're going to have you go on the road to play Oregon. In week two, and instead you get Rutgers. <laughs> it's a pretty good switch. So I, I, I went I went back. I wanted to dig into this a little you're, bit. You're not wrong. I want, thank you. you. You're thank not you. Wrong. I'm not bummed about it, but you're not wrong. So I wanted to dig into. So outside of 2020, I wanted to say, okay, so maybe maybe Ohio State's just opening kind of easy this year. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just skewed perspective. Okay. I'm going go. to list for here you. Here we go. Back through to 2017, the 12 opponents you've played through week four, okay, 2019, 18, and 17, those 12 opponents are Florida Atlantic, Cincinnati, Indiana, Miami of Ohio, Oregon State, Mm -hmm. Indiana again, Rutgers, TCU, Tulane, Army, UNLV, and Oklahoma. Hey, Oklahoma. And that's the one you lost. <laughs> for contrast, the Baker one, right? For co- yes, yeah. it was. For contrast, Michigan in 2019 played Wisconsin in week three, opened with Notre Dame in 2018, and opened with Florida in 2017. I'm just going to leave that there. So am I surprised Michigan gets a tougher schedule? No. Does it make a lick of difference come October 24th? No, it does not. It's time to go to work. <laughs> That was well done. I'm glad you agree well with me, though. Like, I, I think that's a hard thing to debate. I'm I'm agreeing with you that we got a really nice set to ease dealt in. to us to because in. of Oregon going away and getting Rutgers week two. I'm never going to argue with that. Uh, yeah, I think we're uh, I think Buckeye fans were set up pretty good here. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be nice. Barring any ridiculous dropping the ball moments, which we've seen and become so accustomed to in the last couple of years. But last year. We were constantly waiting for that moment where we were going to blow a game and it never came. This team, this Justin Fields-led team is fantastic. And I got a lot of assurance this week as I saw Justin Fields when he was interviewed about, hey, you know, if something happens, people are thinking about going to the NFL. We're already seeing players just taking themselves out of this season, going to the NFL. What are you doing? He said, it's not even even a thought I've had. He said, I love this team so much. And after what happened at the end of the season last year with that throw in the end zone that was picked off in the final seconds against that Clemson team and the hands on the helmet. It's just, it's one that 
the entire team wants to erase and move forward with and beat Trevor Lawrence this year, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Let's, let's maybe slow down no, no, a little no, no, bit no, no, before no, no, we no, talk no. about getting we to are, Clemson. We are set up very well Goodness. to get through the season to the Big Ten, and then, hello, Clemson, we're back. There's a lot of assumptions <laughs> that are being made right now. All I'm saying You're is there's a lot of You're assuming you get through Illinois first, okay? That's true. Come on, it's I a know. Thursday. <laughs> it's 2020, so we'll take all of this with one giant grain but of it, salt. It does say a lot, though, about, and, and this is not a, this is, don't take this the other way where it's a knock on the character of players who are choosing to sit out this season and then go to the draft. But I do think it says truly a lot about the personality and the drive of a guy like Justin Fields, which as a rival, like that's part of what makes the rivalry great is there is a respect there. There is certainly a hatred, but there's a respect for a competitor like a Justin Fields who says, I know what happened last year and I'm coming back to make this thing right. I, I think a lot of that can be said. I don't know that he got a lot of it, but I think a guy like Chase Winovich, when he came back and I know the revenge tour thing and all oh, you didn't finish the job. But I think that's some of that same element that Chase Winovich had when he came back for that saying, We've got stuff that we need to make right. Yep, totally. See and, that. and that's something that I think can be respected across enemy lines and say, man, as long as he's not playing us, I love watching Justin Fields play. I can, he's a talent. I continue to admire Justin Fields. Something else he said this week, which I loved. Which when, I will not respect as much if it's what I think you're about to share. <laughs> when asked about the the change of when they play that team up north, he goes, to be honest, I really don't care when we play the team up north. I just want to play them. And my answer is simple. Just beat the brakes off of them for real. That's all I have to say. And Justin, thank you. And it, thank you for your service to Buckeye Nation. <laughs> as much as... I might loathe the movement of the date. I think there is some truth to that where it is. You know what? It don't matter. We could play you guys next weekend. And as much as in my mind, it still feels like oh, it's going to be an exhibition game. It's not going to matter. What if they don't finish for 60 minutes on that football field? That's all that matters. So let me jump into something that I know you're not going to like just because it happened this week and we've got to address it being the podcast that we are some insiders at Ohio state and, uh, questionably credible sources, I will admit. I mean, the 11 Warriors have been talking about it. There have been other people talking about it. But there is a press conference that happens with all of the Big Ten coaches talking about standard COVID procedures. And it's a so conference call. It's a conference call. the first call. problem with this. So they're going through this whole procedures. What's this season going to look like? And at some point, apparently, I'm not going to give this 100% credibility because I haven't seen that yet. So I'll give that... For right now, but the Big Ten officials and coaches are discussing this and Harbaugh at some point interrupts the meeting and he starts to have a mini rant about how Ohio State was violating some field coaching instructions and different things like that. At one point, he calls out Al Washington by name and basically he just dumps some more fuel on the fire and says that, you know what, Ohio State is cheaters anyway, blah, blah, blah. Ryan Day fires back, apparently, and is quoted at saying, the Big Ten better implement a mercy rule provision next year as well because I'm going to hang 100 points on you. (laughs) Ryan Day, thank you for your service to I don't need to have a reaction to this because this obviously never happened. This is Reddit, this is Reddit garbage. You're right. There it would no, be so out of character for Jim no to do something strange like sources this. Sources to suggest that this ever happened. This popped up on Reddit or on Twitter. 
I'm not even going to bother with a reaction to but this. But just the idea of this. Creates... Well, sure, you can create an idea of anything. Doesn't mean it happened. <laughs> it's going to be an angrier Goodness. team than normal, I think, when it comes to that game. Such garbage leads us into our worst tweet of the week, which Fantastic. is unfortunate because it comes from former Michigan basketball star Jalen Rose, part of the Fab Five, who, oh man, why can't you keep your mouth shut, man? <laughs> Come on, Here's what man. You, so Jalen Rose's tweet was actually in the form of a video during an interview, and I'll let you hear it for yourself. Save this footage. Michigan will beat the Buckeyes in football this year. Why do people have to say things I don't, like this? I don't. You haven't, you haven't won in almost a decade. <laughs> what are we doing? It's a particularly wonderful position to be a Buckeye fan in these moments, to just kind of smile and slow clap. Like, it's one thing if you're, if you're a player, and I'm not saying you should do this, but that's one thing if you're a player who can control the outcome on the field. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying you then at least can. For someone that's not going to be on the field or in the stadium, <laughs> why? What are you doing? It's not it. like anyone needs bulletin board material, okay? This is the greatest rivalry in all of sports. You don't need to add anything to it. Do I actually think anyone's going to take Jalen seriously? No. But, but it's, it's entertaining. Still, but it's still an entertaining, just <laughs> absurd thing to say. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. We look forward to joining you in this ridiculous football season the rest of 2020. And you can follow us on Twitter at Jason Mitch, at J-A-C-E and Mitch. See you next time. It's not just a game, it's the game. You're listening to The Rivalry.